With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the History of Batman with London. Brought to you by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. This is where we relive the defining moments of one of the most iconic figures of art and literature. The Batman. My name is Mason Booker, and as always, I'm joined by London from the shadows. Maybe he'll say something. Maybe he won't. We never know. We are joined by Shadow Adam. History of the Batman is produced and engineered by me, Mason Booker, and now co-host London. What's going on? Hey. Hey. What's up? How are you? I'm doing rad today. Rad. Yeah, I've, even though it's a little gloomy today. It's a little gloomy, but we're Again, holding a in ball of sunshine. <laughs> I don't understand this weather. I'm a fan. Um, but no, things have been good. And I know we skipped a week, which I am sorry. We apologize. I apologize. Life happens. I am, yes, life happens. Life man. happens. You know why? Because sure. we got big things <laughs> coming and developing, you know? Yeah. For you guys, and, the fans. And I was going to say it last week if we did an episode, but I guess I could say it this week. Um, History of the Batman on Instagram turned four years old. What? Happy and birthday. So everyone who. Happy Bat birthday. Happy Bat birthday. My real birthday is actually coming up. What are we doing? Next week. Oh. Uh oh, so, what are we doing? A whole lot of nothing. <laughs> I don't That's not do, what I wanted. That's not what I wanted here in London. For my birthday. <laughs> I thought we were gonna rock it out. <laughs> my birthday's at, it's well, my birthday's the fifteenth, so it's the day after Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. And so but you're not I really be don't around. do. <laughs> but I don't really do anything, and it's on a Wednesday, so I'm, I'm so um, mostly. <laughs> Wednesday's the the day for party. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. You didn't know. <laughs> But I did want to say that everyone who is listening that has followed the Instagram, I wanted to say thank you for supporting it for four years. Whether you have, I've had people who said, I have been following you since you had less than a thousand followers, which I'm like, that's insane. I can remember when I had less than a thousand followers. And now it's at 284,000, which is so great. And growing. And still growing, which is great. So So I just wanted to thank everyone for the support. Listeners and followers and everybody, you guys rock. You're the reason why this is happening and it still continues. You guys are great. And I want to say thank you for that. Indeed. Yes. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, London, for giving us what we want. But yes, we have been busy trying to make the show better for you guys. And we have a very special guest with us today. And I am so excited. I'm super pumped. I I can't believe you got this guest. I'm so (laughs) pumped. Impressed. I am so excited. And so we have with us today the director of not only seasons of Robot Chicken, Moral Oral, which I am a fan of, but also the director of the Lego movie and the upcoming the Lego Batman movie, which is what? out this Friday, February 10th. Oh, my God! <laughs> we are joined by Chris McKay. So, hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Yes, thank you so much for coming on. 
Uh, we are just going to jump right into the questions because I know okay. you're on a time schedule and we don't want to keep you. Uh, but so thank well. you for coming on. Yes, thank you. Yes. So excited. <laughs> oh, great. Have you guys had a chance to see the movie yet? No. No, not, not yet. yet. We're waiting eagerly. I know. Uh, it comes out Friday. We're going to see it. I'm going to see it probably Thursday Because you're lucky. <laughs> so I have a couple more days to wait, but I am anxiously waiting. <laughs> That's cool. Take it away. Let's okay. dive in. Okay, perfect. Um, since this is Batman, which we love to talk about here, um, what was your first memory of Batman, and have you always enjoyed the Cape Crusader? Yeah, my first memory of Batman was a T-shirt I had when I was a really little kid. It was this Batman kind of with his cape out, kind of in front of a moon, big Batman, very 70s-inspired art. That was the first thing I remember because I think it was in my uh, school pictures. Uh, you know, wearing a shirt in my school pictures. And then I probably got a comic book and was probably hooked at that point. Batman also showed up on Scooby-Doo, right. uh, Super Friends, you know, was on TV, that kind of thing. And so, uh, and, I, and I loved Batman. I, I, I think I've just, I don't think there's ever been a time where Batman wasn't a part of my life in some way, shape, or form. I've always been a huge fan. And mm-hmm. I think that when the Frank Miller stuff came out in uh, the 80s, yes, and it was... And I, and I was always sort of like, a, I was always a big kid. Like, you know, I, I played with toys like into like high school and college and, you know, D&D and all of that kind of yes, thing. Yes, classic. Um, <laughs> and I also, but at the same time, I was like getting into music and stuff like that. And the fact that Rolling Stone magazine did an article on Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. And that sort of legitimized for me my love of comics and Batman because here was this adult thing that was doing this glowing article on, you know, Frank Miller's stuff. And so then, uh, you know, I, I felt emboldened to continue <laughs> my love. And then the Tim Burton movie came out, yes. and, um, you know, all of that, all you know, all of that stuff. And I, I liked Batman, but I, I really liked Batman Returns, like, mm-hmm. you know, and I loved Michael Keaton. I was a big Michael Keaton fan before Batman came out. Yes. So the fact that, like, Michael Keaton was cast as Batman, I couldn't understand, you know, the hate because I, I sort of, you know, I, I, I saw it. And, and then, you know, Batman Returns came out and that was like, you know, Tim Burton kind of doubling down on his his Batman, yeah. his his, uh, his affection for Batman and, and all the crazy characters in, in the universe and you know Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. That's the reason I have right. a Catwoman tattoo. She's so perfect as Catwoman. Uh, <laughs> I'm forced to yeah, agree. <laughs> yeah, some of those scenes between her and him, especially when they're that scene when they're dancing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're 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 out of costume is so good when he realizes who she is and she realizes who he is. It's really, it's really great writing. Just really great stuff. Some of my favorite scenes and movies. Great moments. Definitely. So it seems like you kind of jumped into Batman comics, right? When the graphic novel and the more adult mm-hmm. stories with Frank Miller, with Dark yeah. returns and maybe year one. Um, do you still, are you still into comics? Was that your start into comics? And did you have any particular favorite series or writers or were you more into the kind of gothic era in the 80s going into the 90s yeah you know i i there's i've been a like a half-ass collector of comics <laughs> throughout my life you get the good ones where it's like depending <laughs> on how much money i have at the time right yeah, yeah. Know, like, sure. where, where, where am i at financially exactly. uh, uh you know can i pick up a couple issues or something mm-hmm. but but again like and i probably don't remember what my first issue yeah was because it was it was before the frank miller stuff but it was probably something from the like late late 70s maybe where you know I, but i don't remember which one it was. And I, you know, I'd, I'd get X-Men and I'd get whatever Spider-Man. I was a big fan of Spider-Man too. Yes. Uh, 
and even like the because I also loved monsters and, and genre stuff when Marvel did like uh, Tomb of Dracula and mm-hmm. Werewolf by Night nice. and stuff like that. Like I liked you know that stuff too. And I always liked the, the, one of the reason why I sort of associate like Dracula and Batman is because they both are even in those even before the Frank Miller stuff they both you know they were drawn dark it was all at night you know mm-hmm. he sort of was a you know, he was a scary good guy you know that that kind of thing I think those those things are what appealed to me about Batman that he wasn't and even though I love Superman and I love the Richard Donner Superman movie yes. um, and Christopher Reeve's performance, but so like good. Batman was that, you know, he was kind of had that edge and was kind of bad. And also he was aspirational. He, you know, I, I could, unlike any other superhero, I could become him if I worked out uh, <laughs> and karate and uh, study forensics and criminology and that kind of thing. Like you could be, you know, he was, he was a great, he was a combination of Sherlock Holmes and some kind of like, you know, night stalking, you know, vampire. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, I've always had great affection for him. And so, like, I don't remember what the comic was, but it was definitely the Frank Miller stuff mm-hmm. that made me really sort of like go, oh, this is interesting storytelling, too. Because he, the Frank Miller used media. You know, he used, you know, the, the way the reporters, you know. The news uh, in the background, you know, yeah. The, yeah, the, the commented on the incidents. And he used flashbacks and ways and then and then tim burton kind of bit off that in the batman movie and and you know the first batman movie and so on so you know i was really sort of like oh i saw the influence you know it's one of those things where i'm tracing all these things like oh i see what he took from the you know he must have been inspired by the this, this scene from the frank miller thing and that's why he did this i love tracing all of that the, those kinds of things from one source to another and that was just my that was my journey as a kid you know finding references and somebody's you know references to you know akira kurosawa and a spielberg or a lucas movie and, and that kind of thing made, made me curious about these other sources of you know filmmakers and, and that kind of thing definitely and you mentioned that you saw a parallel between batman and dracula just really quick have you read the vampire batman elseworld series by uh no. mentioned kelly jones you would absolutely love it blood, blood <laughs> oh batman literally becomes a vampire yeah, it's pretty amazing it's amazing so it's, it's, just a recommendation if you are yeah, into I'm, that <laughs> It's called Blood Rain, When you right? can't, yes, there is a Red Rain, um, there is Crimson Mist, um, and there's Bloodstorm. It's a three-issue series, and it's awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> when we get off the phone or when I get out of these interviews today, I'm heading. Uh, check, check it out, <laughs> man. No, I de- when he said that, I'm like, oh, he has to read that. Yeah, I think okay. you'll, you'll be pleased. <laughs> Amazing. I'm so sorry. We got we to gotta take one second break, guys. Yes, Just listen to this. We'll break. be right back. Well, okay. Uh, jumping into your background really quickly, how did you become involved as an editor and producer within this industry? Well, I um, I moved out to Los Angeles. Um, I'd, I'd been doing uh, uh, a lot of different. Uh, I had my own kind of film business in Chicago. I was, you know, working uh, on music videos and, and commercials and editing people's uh, independent films and, and that kind of thing. And um, got an opportunity in, uh, to do, uh, when I was out, I was kind of visiting Los Angeles and I got an opportunity to do a meeting because of some of the editing work I'd done. Got an opportunity to meet the people behind Robot Chicken before it became uh, Robot Chicken. The nice. Was called the Robot Chicken is awesome. Show. <laughs> yeah, and they lost their editor like a week before they were going to start production on that first, first episode um, with the kill bunny sketch and that kind of thing. And so I, um, I came 
you know, I had people see my editing and, and they, they basically said, well, look, we lost our editor. We really need an editor bad. You can move out to Los Angeles. We'll give you three weeks to prove yourself. And, um, you know, if in that same time, we'll still be looking for another editor. No pressure. And we'll kind of go from there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, because I, you know, um, and I didn't know a ton about animation at the time because most of the stuff I'd done in live action, I sort of just kind of bullshit my way and said that I could do animation, but I wasn't really totally sure, but I'd always been able, I mean, I, you know, I've always been able to figure it out. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I never had a, I was never an assistant. I always sort of figured out whatever job I needed to do and kind of, you know, smart enough to kind of learn how to be a DP, learn how to edit stuff, learn how to put editing systems nice. together and that kind of thing. So I just figured, okay, I could, could kind of wing it and figure it out. And um, fortunately I did, and they liked working with me and, I really loved working with Matt and Seth and, and because I had this live action background, I, um, and stop motion animation is very much, it's obviously animation, but it's very much like live action filmmaking where you have to build or find every single thing you're going to put on screen. Mm -hmm. Um, my ability to produce and direct and also because I'd been a DP, I understood how cameras work and we were, you know, shooting stuff with, you know, digital still Fuji, uh, cameras, um, I was able to kind of just kind of parlay all my experience into sort of becoming a director and producer. So by the third season, I was directing episodes of Robot Chicken. Uh, by the second season of Moral Oral, I was directing episodes of Moral Oral and producing Moral Oral um, uh, and uh, and contributing in, a, in sort of a, you know, kind of a story capacity to both shows. And then and then worked with Matt and Seth on Titan Maximum, which was their giant robot show in stop motion. And so, um, yeah, I, I kind of started, you know, um, I'm a hard worker. I, I, you know, if I can't figure it out, I'm going to work hard enough to, to, to make it happen and figure it out. And, um, you know, if it takes, you know, whatever, it takes me sleeping at the studio in order to get something done, I'll do it. And, um, and so, yeah, so, and through that, um, uh, I worked on, you know, I worked on all the seasons of Moral Laurel. I worked on five seasons of Robot Chicken and three Star Wars episodes and um, the one season of Titan Maximum and got an opportunity to, to do a pilot at Disney. And um, and it was it was a pilot that somebody else had written, but uh, Disney was kind of unsure about the take and the execution of the take, specifically from the creator. <coughs> By the way, sorry, I'm coughing, guys. Um, That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. We're, we're all but, coughing. Um, <laughs> But the um, but uh, they brought me in to kind of like you know uh, because you know they knew I I would you know I was kind of able to sort of execute on kind of like a low budget and and um, I I worked with them on this pilot and the show didn't go because it was a little too like anime for what Disney was doing at the time but I worked with a production designer uh, named Justin Thompson who worked on Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs with Chris and Phil and he told me that Chris and Phil were looking for a co-director on the Lego movie that cause they were in the middle of doing 21 jump street at the time and, um, w needed somebody to kind of like, you know, cause I think this, the movie had lost its green light at that moment. And they kind of needed somebody who could come in and kind of, you know, pitch basically like energize the studio on the concept right. of what the Lego movie was going to be while they were in new Orleans shooting this movie. Um, so I worked with them, uh, a little bit over the phone and, and then kind of, and then in person once they got back and, we just kind of hammered out, like, you know, we, we, we did meet in person, but we sort of 
you know, they had a run out to New Orleans and we kind of just started workshopping stuff together. They had a really great script, but it needed like, you know, it needed to kind of get kind of, you know, kind of go through this process where you kind of like, there's good ideas here, but you kind of have to actualize them and get them up on their feet. Mm-hmm. So I started, I got, I got a board artist and we started kind of like working out this chase scene with Emmett and Lucy and, and, and Bad Cop and, um, at the time, Emmett's mom was like a big part of the movies. So <laughs> thing that you know ends up getting, ends up we 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 cut out, but it was this you know uh, time was an important part of the movie, and and just kind of I did this animatic, and I also did this animation test with Emmett because at the time the studio thought that Emmett shouldn't look like a Lego minifig, that he should have like eyes that sort of protrude and eyelashes and you know eyelids and mm. depth in his mouth and teeth and stuff like that. And, and I, you know, I just sort of like, we're like, okay, let me just take it down to like, cause the minifigure stood the test of time. Like it's been around forever. Oh, yeah. So like, let's just animate this thing. So I basically did this bit where Emmett has to audition for his own movie. <laughs> um, and recorded Chris and Phil, like, you know, please, please you tell know, me feedback. that's on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> nice. And so I did that and that, then that, and so that kind of helped, the studio get comfortable with the look of the movie we're trying to do the animatic, you know, with like, I had like Metallica and nice. you know, Metallica song fuel yeah. in there in the chase scene and kind of made it this big, like kind of like badass Michael Bay chasing, which ended up becoming the chase scene between Emma and Lucy when, um, she realizes he's not the special. Um, uh, that, that was the start of that scene. And those two things combined, um, you know, people, uh, you know, knew, knew that I got the tone, knew that I got the, the style. And that started my relationship with Chris and Phil, obviously, in the studio. And, and from there, you know, I just sort of, you know, I, I, I became the animation director, the co-director and co-editor and had a story of the Lego movie. And, um, and then, and, you know, was in Sydney working on the movie for a year and a half and, um, and then came back and, uh, they were already in process with Ninjago and, um, the Will Arnett's character was such a breakout character in the first Lego movie that, um, they knew they wanted to do something with that. And Chris and Phil really wanted to do something with Batman. And in the meantime, they were going to develop Lego two, which I was going to direct. And we, for some reason, Chris and Phil kept asking me to be a part of the Lego Batman meetings. Mm-hmm. which I kept telling them, like, I would gladly be still be their co-director <laughs> on Lego Batman because they were, at the time, they were going to direct it. This was before Han Solo came along. Oh, so they okay. were going to direct Lego Batman. Um, but when we pitched the studio, we pitched Lego Batman and Lego 2 on the same day. It was the summer of uh, 2014. And we pitched both stories, and clearly Lego 2 was going to be this big musical as well as an action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it needed time to develop these songs. You know, this time and the release date was such a crazy release date for any animated movie let alone one as ambitious with, you know, the amount of time we need. Um, we had to sort of, um, we, we basically said, well, let's flip-flop the release dates. Lego Batman was then going to come out in May 2017. And I was going to, um, and, and basically everyone turned to me and said, well, Chris and Phil can't do this deadline. Do you want to do this movie? And I was like, is Warner Brothers asking me to direct a, a Batman movie? Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> like, please, <laughs> let, me, let me do this thing. Um, and then ultimately, because Ninjago had to get pushed again, um, they moved our release date up to February. So I had to basically get a animated movie out uh, with no script at the time. Uh, basically, get an animated movie out in uh, two and a half years, less than, just a little bit less than two and a half years. So we wow, may be the first. That's uh, crazy. We may, 
yeah, it's been a crazy ride. But I'm a, such a big Batman fan that I was just like, okay, now let's do this. <laughs> Throwing everybody into the research. I wanted to. I wanted this movie to basically look and act like the 78 years of Batman was, and 70 years of Batman in Gotham City was. You know, all of the timelines were uh, somehow on our Batman's timeline. So whether it's the Dark Knight or the Adam West series or something like that, that there's touchstones along the way that our, our Batman, you know, is basically the history of Batman. That is amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so all I mean, of the eras somewhere are represented in yes. the film at some point. So, yeah, so you'll get Crazy Quilt and Mutant ah! Leader in a, in a scene together. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah. You know, and and sort of the point of view I sort of took was, what if Burt Ward's Dick Grayson and Ben Affleck's or Christopher Nolan's Batman were in the same movie together? <laughs> um, you know, you're taking the you know the, take the darkest interpre- interpretation of Batman and the and the brightest interpretation of Robin, and those two people were in a movie together. That was the kind of the point of view, and, and Seth Graham Smith kind of pitched it as, what if there was a Book of Mormon-esque Robin <laughs> right. um, who was super positive and indefatigable, and he was partnered with the you know, the dourest, right. uh, you know, broodiest Dark Knight. And you can that's see, our, right, and you can see in, in Will Arnett's take of Batman, it's, it's darker than the Adam West 60s Batman, so yeah. I can totally tell that there's that balance of dark, maybe Nolan or Affleck or even Keaton, and then there's like the bright Robin that you see in the 60s um, to kind of give that balance that you even saw in the comics, which is yeah. awesome. And I like how it is a whole retrospect of the history because in the, even in the trailers, if you haven't seen the movie yet, in the trailers you get a really detailed look of the Batcave and you even you see Alfred and you get to see Barbara Gordon and the rogues gallery is great because you said crazy quilt, but I saw there's Calendar Man and there's all these different characters. What were, I mean, I'm assuming there were so many different sources. Where is it? Were they the comics? Were they the old TV shows? Was it the movies? Was it just a collection of everything trying to pack it into this Batman mythology kind of yeah. to showcase it? It was just everything. I mean, literally, it is your podcast. Like, <laughs> on, on a, no, seriously, like, it's literally it. your podcast writ large on a movie screen. Uh, um, because I, because I tried to, I tried to take on, you know, try to put as many of that as many as that they will let me, you know, as the budget will allow, or Legos, you know, Legos not going to be comfortable with like Flamingo's backstory or something like right. that, you know. <laughs> um, and so, you know what I mean? So like. There's certain, you know, so there's only so many that I can sort of get into the movie, but but I, I got a lot, and I and I got enough that sort of represents the breadth of it, and you can sort of imagine that maybe you know future movies if they'll allow us to make future movies. I mean, I would love to do, you know, do a do a Rogues Gallery Suicide Squad movie, oh, you know, wow. and like oh yeah, so you, know, cool. you know that's or, coming. <laughs> Like this is gonna crush box office records. It's coming. It's coming. That would be so. Well, I mean, cool. I think, but I think that would be fun, or a Super Friends movie where yeah. you do the jump. Oh, yeah, that, absolutely. That would be really fun. Um, since yeah. well, this is a Lego movie, of course, and and yet, like people like me, I mean, I am dying to see it. I have always been a huge fan of the Lego franchise. So, what? can i mean it's for kids but also it can be for adults as well like what's a draw to both audiences it's just is it the nostalgia is it having a little bit of keaton in there and then at the same time how is it appealing to kids as well 
to all audiences? What would you yeah, say? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, I try to take a, the, you know, obviously there's a lot of really great Batman movies and great Batman stories out there. I wanted to do something that, um, you know, the way I pitched the studio was that I wanted to do Jerry Maguire as directed by Michael Mann with a lot of jokes in it. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a story about Batman's uh, overcoming his fear of really letting people get close to him. Batman's mm-hmm. afraid to get hurt again. He's afraid mm. um, that always that, that, that is a, like a reoccurring theme in comics and all the media. I, so. I have to ask: yeah. Do you feel that Batman is capable of having a real relationship? Well, I, I think. I think this movie hopefully points to that. Hopefully points to the possibility of that kind of thing, or that Batman Fair could enough. grow and allow people into his life. Because, um, because, because you know, there's no, you know, uh, the idea that maybe Batman could change and, mm-hmm. and maybe a, a welcome a family, and I think is is kind of the thing that I wanted to try to do, and that's how I tried to find a way to make it for both, you know, the, the simple enough story mm-hmm. the kids would get. And and be able to track, but but it's some you know, if you know the character, it's it's a little um, there's there might be something that might be a little more emotionally resonant for you, mm-hmm. sure, definitely, um, and keep you kind of like keep you um, interested enough while I do the absurd jokes about <laughs> all the different crazy characters and go off on some tangents and things like that. I'm, I'm hoping that there's enough of emotional spine and enough of a plot spine that you that you stay with the movie while allowing us to do. Jokes for kids, jokes for adults, jokes for you know Batman nerds like me or comic book uh, and, and movie nerds like me. There's enough sort of illusions in there for everybody to get. And, and if you've seen the animated series, you'll get something. Oh, if you love the awesome. '60s series, you'll get something. If you love the Christopher Nolan or the Ben Affleck version, you'll, there's something in there for you too. It's um, something for everybody. Laugh, yeah, which is and try great. to take the airplane model where like okay, if you didn't like this joke. You know, a minute ago, there's another joke coming up for you in a minute that you're going to watch. (laughs) That is awesome. Well, from all the trailers and all the promotional things, I am very excited for this movie. So it comes out February 10th. It comes out this Friday, and I am excited to see it on Thursday. And I know that the listeners are very excited. And so I wanted to say thank you so much, Chris, for coming on and talking to us about the movie. I am even more hyped about it because I love all of the references sense of how literally all of his 77 almost 78 years are packed into this movie somehow and that to me feels like the perfect movie for what i do on the podcast so thank you so much for thank coming you. on yeah, thank you I and, think, and the next movie we're going to cast you as one of like the newscasters oh so can, that would be amazing so be the voice of like you know because we because we do a lot of exposition yeah and, and newscaster voice so you'd be the perfect person oh, to do the yes. exposition of the of the that, history of uh, batman and, and so you know, good. that would be great be amazing i am yeah. holding you to that absolutely <laughs> it's, it's out here it's recorded <laughs> Can't take it back. <laughs> We're doing it. Nice. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on. And everyone, go see the Lego Batman movie. Check it out this Friday. Yes, check it out this Friday. I know it's going to be amazing. I am very excited. So thank you so much, Chris, for your time. Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 in. That was amazing. Yes. I can't believe you got him. I know. And he's so cool. So cool. And it was amazing to hear him discuss all of the Batman he put into this movie. I know. I was pull, I was. Listening, I was like, I, I don't even know some of the stuff he's talking about. <laughs> well, 
I did. And yeah, let yeah. me tell you. Well, who's Flamingo? So, like, what? There's, anyway. there's so many different characters. It's funny because when you look at the trailer and you see the rogues gallery kind yeah. of running, you can you can tell there's so many obscure <laughs> characters. Like, he said, like, crazy quilt. It's like, that's Yeah, who's, ah. who's crazy quilt? <laughs> it's just, Does he quilt people to death? Does he, like, steal quilts? No. <laughs> I don't know. No, he wears like this colorful quilt. He's just this crazy criminal. He, he was actually one of the first criminals that went after Jason Todd when he became oh, Robin in the 80s. Oh, yeah. wow. So, yeah. And then I saw Calendar Man. And then there's the usual Riddler and Catwoman yeah, sure. and Joker and Harley and all those. And I just love that he tried to put all of the 77, 78 years of Batman into it. And the best part for me was that he pretty much is my, my show. Yeah. It's pretty Pretty much the movie, right. and I'm like, that is the best compliment I think that's I've not, heard. <laughs> I mean, that's good. That's it's good, but that's not the time. best one. And the best is you're gonna be in the next. Oh, one. I know, <laughs> and I'm gonna be a reporter what? talking. About, that's so cool. So good. I, I I am so excited. I hope that that. Happens. Everybody go see it. Everybody, we gotta pump. We gotta pump the, br- yes, the box so the, office so the sequel can be made. So I can sequel. be in the sequel. <laughs> London Jackson in the in the credits. What's up? So cool. So yes, I am going to see it tomorrow night. I'm sure. How did have... you get these advanced? Passes? No, no, everyone can see. I mean, for a lot of theaters now, they're showing them Thursday nights at like seven oh, o'clock, Thursday, eight midnight. o'clock, right, nine o'clock, right. or midnight, right. and then it's all it's everywhere Friday. So I probably will see it Thursday. Actually, I'm not going to see it Friday because thanks to Stanley's Los Angeles Comic Con, I got free tickets to see the movie Get Out. What early. is Get Out? I don't even know it. No, it's Universal Pictures. It's uh, written and directed by Jordan Peele, and it's it's a, it's like a horror movie, but oh. it, it, but it's really cool. Like if you see the trailer, you'll trip. But it comes out the twenty fourth. But they're doing the L A premiere at uh, in downtown. Oh, cool! Um, Friday and yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, L A Comic Con was giving out. You can RSVP for free tickets, and it's a Q and A afterwards cool. and everything. That is. So I'm going that. I gotta say, like one of the main benefits of being in L A. Is that uh, when you go to like movie premieres or whatever? There's often Q and As with yeah. the you know creators. Yes, and it's such it's a the cast and the crew, and it's yeah. awesome. And you're just like, oh my god, I'm I'm <laughs> talking with a list movie stars. Like it's not. I mean, you know, it's 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 a real treat. Yeah, for sure. So everyone, go see the Lego Batman. Go movie. see it. Support. It, like you heard. Chris McKay say it's for everybody. It's for the young and old fans of Batman. You can't go wrong. Yeah, so. and he's clearly a passionate fan. Yes. I like that everything he did was motivated by fandom. Definitely. Yes. You get a pull from the comics and the TV shows and the movies and everything. And you love one of those things. <laughs> Even if you don't read comics, you probably you got to go just for the animated series reference. I know. There's going to be an animated <laughs> series reference. I'm hyped just for that alone. That's so. all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> yes. Okay. So thank you, everyone, for listening this week. If you want to check History of Batman out on social media. You can always follow on Instagram at History of the Batman, on Twitter at Hist of the Batman, on Facebook at History of the Batman, and you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is History of the Batman. And if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Please to subscribe this and also rate us. Yes. And if you could bonus five star rating, that would be amazing. That's on- huge. That's how we find new listeners. That's yes. how the show survives. It's how, it's how we keep going. Really, guys, please. Yes, Help us so out. listen on MelkComics.com, on iTunes. Leave a review. Yes, 
you leave a review on iTunes, Google Play. iTunes. Yes, but iTunes is the big I, one. iTunes is the big one. This is the big one. That's the one I always promote. Sorry, Google Play. Yeah. <laughs> if you <laughs> if your site was hey, laid out better, I, it'd be I different. I have talked to people who are like from Australia and New Zealand. I'm not and doubting. they're like, hey, I can't uh, get oy, on iTunes. Oi, I can't do it. <laughs> so I have Look, to like share it for uh, everybody. I understand and I get that and I love it. And I wish <laughs> Google Play had their site laid out better because they just don't. It was like a total afterthought. But yeah. You know. So if for some reason you can't get on iTunes, at least go to the meltcomics.com website in categories, History of the Batman, and you can listen to the episodes there. You certainly well. can. You can download it, listen to it, whatever yes. you like. So, And also if you have any questions or episode ideas, things like that, we will be doing, we will be recording a couple of non-interview episodes. What? I know, but some people are like, there's too many interviews. Too many. So London's we getting have- too big. <laughs> London, all you do is talk to A-list celebrities now. What's going on? No, 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 no. I'm going to do sessions just like I do on my social media, so you'll have more of that as well. But if you have any episode ideas, please email me at historyofthebatman at gmail.com. And a bonus on Instagram. I only do it on Instagram. I have Nerdy Tats Friday. Oh, yeah. And I share Gothamites your followers and you have a cool tattoo it doesn't even have to be batman it can be anything geeky pop culture <laughs> like anything Sorry. if you have star wars or even anything marvel or doctor who anything if you have a tattoo that you want to share you Nerdy. want to showcase i showcase about 20 every friday and if you want to share it please email me at historyofthebatman at gmail.com. Do not direct message me because I learned the no, I learned the hard way and I had to look it up because I wasn't sure. And people were DMing me their tattoos and then I realized in according to Instagram's terms of service, you cannot screenshot and share a private message. Instagram will oh, take it down. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So I got all of these tattoos oh. in DMs, and Instagram kept taking it down. I'm wow. like, what is wrong? <laughs> but but if they put it on the Insta story, you can do that. Yeah, if you put it public. on your page, right? Or you photo tag me it on your page, I can screenshot it and I can do it. But do not DM me your tattoos. Got I will you. not be able to share it. Easiest way is to email me mm-hmm. because I will for sure be able to share it. So please. Cool. So if you want to participate in that. Show off your awesome body art. Please email me at historybatman at gmail.com. Let's check it out. Yeah. All right. All right. And, you know, everybody should come down, check out Meltdown Comics. Of 7522 75, Sunset Boulevard. We've got all of your comic neediness yes. here. Comics, collectibles. Check it out. If you're a D&D player, come on yeah, down. Yeah, they got D&D weekends now. Signings, all kinds, comedy all, shows, all kinds. They just of had this massive goodness. Brian K. Vaughn signing. Yes. It was great. I mean, anyway. just come on down. Whether rain or shine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, we're good. All right. Well, well <laughs> you know the drill. It's London. All, <laughs> it's all about peace, love, and Batman. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.